Brit and I, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And what do you hear, Bill? Well, we draw a theme from a hat, and then we each bring a record that we think represents that theme. We listen to it, we discuss it, we laugh, we hang out, we have a good time. And that's Record Night. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram at Record Night Pod. You can find us on Gmail at recordnightpod at gmail.com yeah um and facebook at i think we're just record night on yeah, facebook facebook.com slash record night we were lucky yeah. enough to get that one <laughs> um but if you have any ideas for themes mm-hmm. uh shoot us a email or a message or a comment or uh usually at the end of episodes we'll do a featured artist thing so if you're a musician and you want us to show your song uh, new singles, old singles, just music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll play something at the end of an episode and, you but, know, but get today, you spread around to other people. But today it's just the love between the two hosts you get to listen to. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, no featured artists this week. Yeah. But the space is available, so yeah. feel free to reach out. <laughs> uh, are you drinking anything today? Mm. I, wait, do I see Tank 7 there? No, this is the Boulevard Bully Porter. Oh. It is a robust American porter. For this robust American man. Okay, well, I'm drinking Easy Sport uh, for this for this uh, Whoa, nice easy, easy there sport, easy man. And then also got um, <laughs> Funkworks Raspberry Provincial, which is something I'm a wife and I tried for the first time last night. It wasn't too bad. Is it a beer or sparkling it's a, it's water? It's a sour ale brewed with ah, raspberries. Double fisting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not at the same time. But I'm double fisting with uh, water. Oh, nice. I've been drinking water all day. It's time for me to get a little bit of. Funky. You got it. It's it's dry. It's winter now. Oh yeah. How's your How's your uh, two weeks been since we last spoke? Uh, pretty. Has it been two weeks? Three maybe. Maybe three. Damn, I don't even remember what yeah. I did last time. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last episode. I graduated college. Congratulations, Val. Uh, so I'm all done. All done with that. Um, <laughs> I've mostly just been working and reading and yeah, trying to catch up on all the. Uh, the stuff I didn't have time for while I was in school, so trying to play video games, good trying times, to watch man. movies. You having a good time with doing that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was reading before this, which is why I was late. Oh, <laughs> like, my you... phone doesn't have a clock in it. It's some weird... Wait, were, were you reading on your phone? No. No, okay. What were you reading on? Just the actual a book? book. Okay. I mean, Did I say my phone? I meant to say my book doesn't have a clock That's on right. It. I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay. It was some classic boomer humor that <laughs> I I forgot the word for book, so I said phone. Look at you go, pal. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Not much, man. Have a good Christmas. Have a good New yeah, Year. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. That's how I feel about it. Like I'm kind of glad it's over, honestly. Like, <laughs> like the whole time that the, that stuff. Like I like it when it's happening, but you know, when it's it's over, I don't have to really worry about it anymore for a good minute. Like, like oh yeah, you know. I I enjoyed it. Um, we sent out like uh, gift boxes to mm-hmm. my family, so sure. it was it was like oh here's some here's some stuff we like to to do like some more like little like personal gifts. So, mm-hmm. You know, got some cool stuff. Uh, did you for like, my make family. stuff from? Uh, no, just <laughs> but we did shop local and handmade. Okay, yeah, for the most part. Um, but my fiance for graduation did get me a graduation gift. Oh, you're about to show it to me. Oh, that's fucking badass. Got a, a sword. Uh-huh. Um, because I I said I wanted a sword when I graduated. Uh, <laughs> and so she got me a whole ass sword. Um, you, so that's pretty cool. So you can give yourself a battle scar? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get into real battles. I'm just going to. I'll probably accidentally cut my face when I'm showing it off to somebody. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, um. Shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just turn the lights off. <laughs> oh, it scared me because they turned off as soon as. Uh, uh, I put the sword down, but <laughs> our lights are on timers because they're grow lights for plants, but maybe, hey, that light still works. So they're lights for, grow lights for plants. Correct. Not grow lights for other things. That mean, you guys, I guess the other thing would be a plant. I too. think the other thing you're implying they might be is also a plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're grow light for my eggs. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking alien eggs. Um, yeah, uh, my wife, uh, she got... You know, she got, I got her two plants for Christmas, and she also got uh, bonsai trees from her sister that mm. have not, um, they're not, like, you have to plant them, you have to, like, wait a couple years for them to get done. So, right. <laughs> we said there's an orange glow coming from our uh, our guest room, and it looks like, like, we, you know, our cat likes to hang around it. So, if I woke up at 2 a.m. to go use the restroom, I see my cat standing there, it's like he's trying to summon a demon, because he's all in the orange glow around <laughs> these four bonsai trees. But um yeah actually we should probably mention what our um our theme is today. Oh yeah. So if you haven't sent us a theme in the past, here's how it goes. We say the theme and then we bring the album. So yeah. yeah. Theme oh, this time uh is the gauntlet. The gauntlet. Which I we probably both interpreted the same way cuz I think we discussed it when we were originally putting it in yeah, the Yeah, what I think is probably like in this is not necessarily true for me or you but for other people how difficult it would be to listen to. Like yeah, like, and, that was that was mine. Is the the album I brought is specifically a challenge, yeah. and I I picked it spe- specifically uh, because it's what I show off. Uh, I show it off often to people like, hey, you want to hear something just fucking weird? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I want to say that I, I knew with this that this one I wasn't gonna out weird Ryan, hmm. <laughs> but um, but you know uh, I had a few. Th- before I reveal my card, I have a few rounds. Like, there's this band called Black Eyes on Discord. And there isn't... The the, the ta- challenge in them is they have two bassists and one guitar player. And the guitar player just plays noise. Right? Like there's, okay. There's, like, almost no, like, rhyme or reason to what the guitar player is playing. And um, anyone who's a guitar player like me or you, I, I got, I'm past that. I like that record a lot. But my, my brother cannot stand it because it's all improvised. Right? Interesting. Which is I'm actually going to look it up now. Yeah, black What's eyes. It called? Black eyes. Black eyes. Yeah, yeah eyes. Like whatever. eyeballs or yeah, ice? eyeballs. Okay. But with an S at the end, so, so you know more than more not singular eye, but singular right. eyes. And they're discordant. Um, they had two bass players, and uh, their singing's awful. And but I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I did not pick that one. What I actually picked uh, was a kind of recent band, 2019 is when they came out. The band's called Black Midi. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're from London. Uh and they're all right now and like at this time they're all around twenty one, twenty two. So they're all young. Okay. But um so I, I heard about Black Mini just through like basically just people talking about Black Mini. Like Yeah, I think they, they were pretty critically acclaimed when the stuff came out. Yeah, and I remember when I went to um I went to Mills Record Company and I I picked it up. I picked the Black Mini record. Mm-hmm. I I like that. So I went to Mills to get uh, the the basically just I was there just browsing around. Uh-huh. And I saw Black May, so I, I picked it up. I wasn't there to pick up Black May potentially. Just picked it up. I'm like, yeah, I've heard good things about this. 
And when I look to check out Judy, the uh, owner of Judy of Millsburg Company, she looked at it and she goes, you know, I appreciated what they were doing with this record. I didn't necessarily like it, but I appreciate what they were trying to do. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went home, I listened to it, and I actually, I, I listened to it more this last week than I ever have, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I've listened, I've listened to it like three or four times before I actually chose this one, and I just <laughs> I just put it on. Um, and it, So if you were to look at a picture of Black Midi, they all look like children. Um, right, I mean, they're young, yeah. and we're old. Yeah, the drummer uh, is amazing. If you There was a video on KEXP that mm-hmm. the people were talking about how they heard about Black Midi, so I watched most of that, and the drummer is amazing. Check that out. Yeah, and... Um, it, it was actually the cover of the album. Uh, if you haven't shown it yet, is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's let pull it up really quick so I can. Yeah, it's 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 got all these um looks like like amalgamation of like machines and gray and blue and it's it's almost as weird as the record is. But yeah, um, like you can't quite tell what it is, and then like the top corner of it looks like it's like a corrupted image file yeah. as well. It's yeah. got this like green. Uh, like digital glitch or something in the upper corner. So Black Mini, they have um, one actual studio record called Schlegenheim. Mm-hmm. They have also like a one that was released like uh, I think earlier this year. It was like a spoken word thing that didn't even pay. Like didn't really care. To use. Weird. Here, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Right, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might check it out if they're bands out there being popular uh, and just getting weird with it. I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you know you you. You uh, savor the weirdness. Any band you I like. mean, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna like it, but it, like, it's at least interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you say that to me, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I might, I might do this. <laughs> um, but I gotta ask. Yeah. Do you know of the genre that they got their their band name from? Uh, I I know that it's a Japanese genre, genre but do you know about? Have you listened to Black Midi? The actual genre. I love Black Midi. Yeah, it's okay. weird. I will. At some point, send you a video, but if I'm going to give a shout-out, there is a YouTube channel that I think it's still called This Exists that had a, <laughs> it had a Black Midi episode. The guy who runs it is, a, I believe he's a music journalist. So is um, it is it all electronically, I think it is? It is, but it's like the way they do stuff is they try to make songs by cramming in as many notes as possible, and then they play it on those um, like piano simulators, so you right. see it all uh, like coming down on the screen, but it's like... The how they get it to sound good is really weird because it's seriously it's just like walls of notes. Like you see it played, and it's like they're hitting every every note on the piano at the same time. It's crazy. A lot of computers can't handle it because it's too many notes. I'll, I'll send you the video. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm I, I suggest listeners seek it out because it is uh, the the specific video, and then you can dig into the black. It, the black midi genre, but it's, it's a rabbit hole that like, you'll spend a good, like couple days just being fascinated by these <laughs> notes just flying by on the screen. Well, I'm excited now. Um, let me show that. I mean, I'm also excited to talk about their studio record called Schlegenheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nonsense word, but, uh, what I gathered from reading lyrics and, and Schlegenheim is sort of like, it's like a place in this record. Like it's all based around, all the music happens in this town or city or uh, district of Schlegenheim. <laughs> um, uh-huh. and that, that's what I got from it. Um, but you know what? Uh, let's do this. Let's let's go ahead and uh, pull up the sampler that I made for it. And then Excellent. I'll get more into it. You ready for this? All right, you guys, if you want to listen to this, 
It's on uh, Spotify. Easy to find. Easy as fuck to find. Um, and uh, and it's Black Midi Schlegenheim. That was Black Me Schlagenheim. Um, yes, it was. So a few things about this actual record itself, not just the band. This record was released in five days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they, but they developed it with extensive jamming sessions, which I think you can get. Okay. Out, right? Yeah, I think you can get a little bit out of that. It, apparently what they do is they they jam for a couple hours, they record it, and then they take, they listen to it, and they take the usual stuff out and make songs out of it. That's um, cool. I know there's other bands that use that technique. I think wasn't that the the way the Talking Heads kind of developed a lot of the stuff on um, whatever that last one Remain was. Remain in light. Was. <laughs> yeah, Remain in light. I think yeah. that's how they did it. Yeah, that's how much we liked it. <laughs> but um, uh, this, so what I've heard people describe it as frustrating. Um, I could see that. Yeah, but I, I mean, you and I, as being musicians, we also listen to like proficiency of of players musicians like that mm-hmm. and i was very impressed by by uh, black minis musicianship um i think this album is the album that every kind of contemporary noise slash like math rock band wants to make yeah so like i was hearing a lot of stuff on here and it's like it's not that it sounds familiar mm-hmm. or anything i mean there is one song here that sounds really familiar but um 
yeah, it's just a lot of pieces in here that it's like, this is what I, this is what I imagine somebody's like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I kind of play noisy guitar math rocky stuff. It's like, this is what, like, in my brain that that sounds like. <laughs> my wife hated it, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it took a while for me to get into this one. Um, I listened to this when it came out. Oh, yeah. And I maybe got like, I think I got like three songs and it was kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, it's not what I'm looking for because, you know, it, it was sold as like a noise rock album. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, cool. Maybe it'll be like Big Black or The Jesus Lizard or something like that. But it's it's kind of in this like new brand mm-hmm. of noise rock that like it's it's kind of moved moved beyond those original things. And I think this it it clicked with me uh, listening to it this time around. Oh, it did, I think huh? I I've listened to it like four or five times <laughs> since uh since you picked it so spoiler alert, everyone ryan liked this record <laughs> oh yeah oops <laughs> yeah um do you want to go through it song by song we'll talk about it a bit more uh yeah okay. we'll start off with uh 953 or 953 yeah and right away they start out with this um interlocked uh interlocked um sort of rhythm which is uh, it shows up a lot on this whole record you know like like mm-hmm. this, this is a good song to say like this is what black man sound like this is what it sounds like and um, it did have an interesting time signal. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of well, yeah, because I think that's probably why it's frustrating is maybe because of how popular this album. It, I mean, I guess it wasn't like super popular, but how critically acclaimed it was. A lot of people checked it out, and it's yeah. maybe their first uh, introduction to some of those more jarring time signatures or, or ugly noise. Because this also has a yeah. lot of screeching in it, a lot of, a lot of great shift, and the, it. If you once you get past the jamming horn or like the you know what I mean, this shit rocks. Like like, like mm-hmm. it, it's uh it's loud and it's noisy and it's good shit. Uh Oh, the dude kinda also has an interesting style of singing. Yeah, the, apparently it's the, like it's kinda like theatrical and so what, he's playing around with the best it. way I can describe the singing, um well some of it, but 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 the singing that most shows through most of it, it sounds a lot like Proto Martyr. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, I got like Proto Martyr as uh, just all written all over it when I when I heard it and and it was um and it took me a little, a little bit to get past that because there are some Yoko Ono screams on the shit that um like uh, I don't know if you heard the end of my sample I yeah. picked that part at the end of uh, the last song so I could reference that's what Yoko Ono sounds like yeah. like <laughs> on this um, it, it reminded me um I know we haven't listened to too much of it. They'll show up at some point, but it sounds like a Michael Jira from Swans kind of thing as well. Like when he's really getting into a vocal thing. So he goes, he goes straight, straight falsetto into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got that off kilter guitar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. And you um, hear like different instruments in this guy. They mentioned that there's, you know, synthesizers, drum machines, banjos, and organs. And uh-huh. there's this, I couldn't, I couldn't quite make out what the instruments are. There's a really fast part near the end of the song, um, and I couldn't think. I couldn't think of like with it. I heard them, but I couldn't like you know make out what they it were. It kind of sounds like a mandolin. Was yeah. what I was hearing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of like changes through the song too. Uh, yeah, honestly, you don't really I, get a lot of repetition throughout much of this album. One song withstanding, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was hard for me to pick out parts that. I wanted to include in the sampler. Oh um, yeah, and so um, but yeah, it's it starts off really loud, uh, quiets down for a little bit. You get like a little acoustic guitar on yeah. this song. Like they're just 
it seems like they're like constantly changing. Like yeah, it's, the, it, the of it, it just becomes, it's frenzied. It's just like, yeah. it's a blistering. lot of this stuff is like, I can't imagine how they would play any of this live partially because of how complicated a lot of the stuff is and trying to get everything working together like it does. But then just the sheer amount of instruments on it, it's like, <laughs> I feel like there'd have to be like seven people in this band. They probably have to pick up touring members just to like get all of the moving parts. Yeah, which, in. which is, I think they're trying to give us a reprieve in the next song, Speedway. Which, mm-hmm. Speedway is the really the only song on this record that doesn't have a whole lot of different parts. You know, it's just, it's, it's just a thumping, I guess. Oh, well, there's one song later. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, but yeah, this one does, it's all kind of built around like a single guitar loop mm-hmm. um, with like the layers that kind of interlock. But what I really like about it, um, I think it kind of showed up in the sampler a little bit, is like you get this trade off of like a couple of lines with like almost kind of like a nice sounding guitar chord. Mm-hmm. And then they add some just real dissonant notes in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, this, I made sure that was uh, in there. <laughs> spicy flavor to it. Yeah, uh, and um, it's also this unexpected. This one's one of my faves on here. It's actually, to me, like, uh, I, there's a lot of unexpected things that happen. And none of, it's, yeah. none of it's jarring or unwelcome in my mind. But I mean, to some people, I'm sure it sounds like garbage. But um, but to me, <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, most of this record. I mean... I guess I could say all of it. If I'm looking as a as a whole, I like this record. Um, yeah, I think there's still. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. We'll get, um, we'll get to it. I would say for the most part, I really like this album. Um, but yeah, I like this song because it is built around kind of this repeated chord. Like it always kind of has this core to it, while mm-hmm. everything shifts and changes around kinda it. Like Portishead, I'd say. Yeah, it's a little Portis Teddy. It's kind of battles y. Like it doesn't sound like either of them, but it's like the uh the ethos is there. Mm-hmm. Like how they how they built up the song is there. Um and then this one had some pretty interesting lyrics with it. Yeah. Kind of about how new stuff is being built, but it still kinda of has like the same problems. Yeah. Uh yeah. it's I mean it's all still kind of exactly the same thing, but it's like why is new stuff happening? if it's still going to have the issues of the old shit. Yeah. And I mean, some of the, some of the, uh, some of the lyrics on this record, um, aren't, aren't too heady. And then there are some, you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, yeah, there's a few, like I kept writing them down and I was like, what? <laughs> like very, um, kind of like beat poety. Yeah. Um, or 100%. like, uh, what's his name? Is it William S. Burroughs? I think so. Like, yeah. I, I've tried reading Naked Lunch a couple of times. <laughs> uh, some of the lyrics on here read, like, Naked Lunch or this, like, free associative stuff. And it's just kind of like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I'm I'm into kind of weird, but it's like you might have, like, uh, you, you've gone beyond my weird threshold. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I don't know about this, guys. Um, uh, which... Brings us to reggae, which doesn't uh, which sound doesn't really sound like a, reggae. No, not a reggae song. At no, all. no. I tried to hear it in the song, and I, I maybe tried to force it a little bit, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, There's this really cool echoey guitar thing that mm-hmm. just kind of like kind of keeps repeating, and it's almost like a almost like a dr- it turns into like just kind of like this drone. It's I re- really, cool. I really think that they um, they showcase their atmosphere, like uh, tendencies in this, like lots of atmosphere mm-hmm. in it. I think that's what the song showed me. And again, another proto-marish is in vocal delivery. And I can't really make out what the lyrics. Maybe it's just a bunch of it may be. 
it may be pointing yeah. back. Which I'm like, okay. um, but this is, I mean, this is uh, one of the quieter songs, but it does showcase at parts the like math rock that I hear in it. Oh yeah, like there there are parts in here that it's like, oh, this kind of sounds like um like modern math rock stuff. Like if somebody was like, well, what's math rock? What does that mean? It'd be like, oh, well, check out this snippet. <laughs> and I think that they were able to show their st- strain and also their, 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 because at the end of this, there's a nice little freak out near the end. Oh yeah. And like uh, uh, there's this little bit right before he starts singing, like as long as I keep, like it gets really heavy. It gets really cool. Yeah, it, this was heavier than I thought it initially was. By the way, like mm-hmm. listening to him, like this shit's this shit's heavy. Like I didn't think it, I didn't really think about it that way, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's probably my favorite song on the record, honestly. Next, oh to, nice. Next to the next one we're gonna talk about, which is near Detroit, Michigan. Near DTMI. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite song on the record, probably. It's a cool one. Yeah. Uh, it's starts really noisy and punky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it like slows down into this almost like jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind and, of thing. And I, I, uh, I did like near, like I think about two minutes in, there is a, where he starts screaming and it really got me thinking about early aughts, like post hardcore emotes sort of stuff. Like, like when, when like the chorus, yeah. I don't know if it was a chorus, there's not really like, a lot of choruses or anything, but like <laughs> I said, when the chorus hits, it sounds like a refused mm-hmm. song. Yeah, and that's what I was getting. I was getting like early, early two thousands, late nineties uh, emo core sort of mm-hmm. feeling from it. And you know, there's only a certain age you can do it at, and he's at the perfect age to sound like like he does. Like the youthfulness shows up big time. Yeah, um, and I don't know. This one was just kind of a like cool short like rock song. Yeah, it's about It was neat like it it ha- it still packed a lot of ideas in there, yeah. but it um it's I don't know, it it it's hard to describe. It was shorter than a lot of the previous songs. It didn't change as much. Yeah. Um it was just kind of like a nice like little concise thing, but I still really really like it. Yeah, and the, the weird thing is that, I mean, this song is probably the most straightforward about what it's about. It's about Flint, Michigan. Uh-huh. Easy, because you know, oh, yeah. he has lead in the water and all that shit. It's pretty well, easy. Well, then, is Flint, Michigan in Schlagenheim? <laughs> yeah, good question. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was <laughs> trying to find a theme, and I, just, I was just pulling shit out of my ass. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's I mean, maybe it's not a concept album. Yeah, we get the Western. Western is... I like Western. Western is... It starts out like... I th- like the first thirty seconds. I was expecting Eddie Vedder to come in and start singing because it sounds like early nineties grunge, like ballady thing. And then uh, finally they uh, they get into it and it gets weird. But the first like I don't know thirty four forty five seconds. You're like this is pretty, and this is yeah. Fun. It it does. It sounds like a a country song, but like by somebody who's never heard a country song, like just had what country music sounds like explained to them. Yeah. So about a minute and a half ends when it finally comes in and it's unexpected, by the way, it just comes in. Yeah. Uh, like, Oh, here we are. Yeah. And um, so you get the you same, get... you get the same sort of hypnotic, um, sort of him, same hypnotic qualities that the music has. Yeah. Um, uh, this is one of those songs we were talking about weird lyrics earlier. Um, <laughs> I wrote one down. It's uh, a pink caterpillar with six anorexic children. Let me stay. Yeah, I was trying and to figure out what like, the fuck uh, that meant. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to figure that huh? out. Yeah. 
be all right. Yeah. Kind of one of those like where you've abstracted your symbolism too much. Yeah. And like I don't I don't know what you mean anymore, but it's like, oh imagery's cool, I think. It, it's weird because like the last the last I don't know, uh last line like the last half of the song, the lyrics aren't too dense, you know? Like, uh-huh. You know, I get it there, but when you talk about anteaters and and Eric's children and 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 Schlegenheim, um, I'm yeah, I'm not quite following you here, you know. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it's a great song. Uh, it's a good song. Yeah, and it gets after the uh, the kind of country part. You do get some like really cool bass lines like and, right and, before. Yeah, uh, a, and I was led here. He starts singing. There's a groove. Um, yeah, there's like a fucking four like four minutes in. You get this fucking badass groove in Western. Yeah. You know? And it this is a, this is one that it changes a lot. Like it seems like every time I was reading the lyrics, every time you hit a block of text, mm-hmm. the music changes, oh. and it's like it, it's always slightly different. Like you know, it's still the same song, but it's it's different enough that it's like uh, this could each of these things parts could be a different song. Oh yeah, sure. And it's in Western is it's the longest song there. It's about eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually this is the one where I actually had to break up. Uh, two quips that I wanted, and and, and then like so, uh, we must. Yeah. Sound, I just did one song and one thing from it, but I had to break this one up because there's so many ideas in this whole thing. Oh, so yeah. many ideas in this record. Uh, yeah, and it this this song specifically, like it, uh, it moves forward in like a really like linear fashion. Like they're just like we're on this part, and it's different than the last part. We're on this part, and it's different than the last part. There's not really any repeating until like right near the end when the like the sounds at the introduction come in but it's like coming in through almost like a radio yeah or something like that and then they play something that sounds close to it um but they have this like slide guitar sounding thing and there's this that, frenzy, like there's this frenzy before it sails back in for the last time too like just yeah and the, noise. the thing that sounds like slide guitar i'm pretty sure is like a synth like it yeah. doesn't sound it sounds like a slide guitar but it's like there's like that little bit of like I don't think that's actually a guitar. <laughs> and there's some banjo and like, it all kind of really fills in that Western vibe to it. But that one was a, it was a cool one. Yeah. And then we get into of Schlegenheim. Um, yeah. The only other song on the record that mentions the word Schlegenheim. Um, cause, <laughs> so this has a, this has a soft beginning and very atmospheric, like uh, some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like electronic and a guitar loop that really kind of sets this like, ambient layer like there's mm-hmm. nothing really to like grab onto it's just kind of this like nebulous sounds that are looping but it's really cool and there's some there's some um there's uh some nonsense in it that i actually put in the that part i was like uh-huh. yeah, i'm gonna add that into the clip um because i actually really like that part of it um it's it's it, dissonant it pushes yeah. it's it's got a lot of like again i can't I can't. There's so many ideas packed into this thing. Uh, He does a really cool thing. Like, the music itself is repeating. Mm -hmm. And he's saying the same words. And so it should be repetitive. But it's like, he's changing how he says, he's at a center, she's at a center. Yeah. um, Every time he says it. So it's like, you're still hearing new stuff, even though it's, like, on paper, the same thing. Yeah. One of the things that I was really impressed by this record is that, it's one of the few records or that uh, when the, the length of the song, I never really think about, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, um, it's never like, oh, man, how long is this shit? Cause it always kept it interesting. Right. You know? So that, that, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You get this really cool, 
like I, I don't know if it's like a I don't know what you want to call it, like a motif or something. I have this really fluttery <clears throat> dark synth that shows up, mm-hmm. you know, like comes in that's really cool. Um, and then like this stuttery off kilter guitar. I do like uh, so I do also like some of the imagery in this song, like um it's just about the dream of a woman with the teeth of a raven and the hands of a porcupine. I yeah. Like, I thought that, that was kinda cool. It seems cool, and it does seem like there's two people in the song. Like the mm-hmm. perspective shifts. Yeah, he and she, for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty it, cool. Oh, yeah. It's a cool song. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music changes when the per- perspective shifts. Like it yep. gets almost like this weird atmosphere to it when mm-hmm. it changes, and then it you get this really cool jammy bit at the end. Uh, complete with a fuzzy bass solo. Yeah, there's always good. There's always good. There's grooving shit in this. It's a uh, what I wrote down at the end is that wants to bang. I guess that's, yeah. that's like over the song. <laughs> this dude wants to bang. Um, then we get into the uh, the song. It's pronounced. I found out it's pronounced boom boom boom. Mm-hmm. But it says bm bm bm. Yeah. So this might be the only song on the album I don't like. Yeah, um, the, the, actually, it's it's strange because because um, I'll show you how it bleeds into boom boom boom, mm-hmm. and it's, I think the only part I like about this song is the very end. I don't even know if I remember what it's just happens. The cacophony of noise. That's all it is. Okay. It's, um, uh, I think my issue with this one, mm-hmm. um, is like now it's actually repetitive. Oh um, yeah. It's the same thing the whole time. You kind of just get this like. Well, that's kind of. I think that's weird because that's the, the also like the bump, 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 boom. That's what they're talking about. I think like boom, boom, boom is just that same guitar over and over again to the whole yeah. fucking song. Oh, I'm sure it is, <laughs> yeah. and I'm pretty sure this is like the single. This is the song that people that everyone loves. <laughs> and I think I do think it's one of the catchier songs on the album. Like I can see why it's popular. I just I don't like it because I don't think it. I don't think it sticks with kind of what's happening throughout the rest of the album. Well, there's just, so many ideas packed into stuff where this one is like, he is literally saying the same thing for the whole song while everyone else is playing the same thing for the whole song. What I liked about is you use the term catchy. I don't think any of the stuff that we brought today is catchy at all. You don't think this one's catchy? No, there are definitely some catchy parts, but I, I, I think it's, I think this one's more catchy than probably what you brought. I mean, I guess. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did, like, despite the lack of lyrics on here, mm-hmm. uh, I, there's very few. It's She moves with a purpose. What a magnificent purpose. And that's, yeah, those and, are the lyrics. Yeah, that's basically all. And, like, you really learn nothing about what the purpose is. or um, yeah. which, I mean, maybe there's stuff to grab from it, something about, I I was, it made me think a bit about, like, I guess like celebrity culture where they yeah. put too much thought into like empty gestures. They, they did say they, they did say and they find different ways to suck themselves off, and I was like, okay, that's um, yeah, that's magnificent purpose. Um, it is cool that like the vocals become more unhinged. Like they do change. Mm-hmm. He's not saying it exactly the same way, but it's like you start getting to the end of the song, and it's like he sounds really desperate to convince you that there is a purpose to what this person is doing. He doesn't know. It's clear he doesn't know <laughs> what the purpose is. But she is moving with that purpose. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. I'm guessing this was probably the single. I do know they played it on that uh, KEXP, where they uh-huh. recorded it from Reykjavik Hotel, not the oh, one we, cool. not the one we stayed at, but um, <laughs> but a different one. Uh, 
which brings us into years ago, which is mm-hmm. which is a song actually. That's actually my second favorite song on this record. Uh, mine too, actually. Oh, nice. Which I, it opens with this kind of electric or electronic looping intro that I was listening to. I was like, this sounds like Talking Heads. It's got a little metallic percussion in there too. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Ends up, I'm guessing that's part of the a synthesizer or the loop there, the sequencer they're using. Um, and I, you got some kind of ugly guitar chords that show up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ugly. It's beautiful too. Um, <laughs> I love it. It, it loud, it's loud and fucked up, and it's. It's angry. It's rocks like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's short and sweet. It's similar yeah. to um, near Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just like a nice little kind of like noisy punk song. Now, according to Genius, this ends in a Polish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. there's some like Polish lyrics on there. And that, there's really no reason why. It's just that the guy's a, a quarter Polish, which is... I guess. Which he does. He also does not speak Polish. Yeah, yeah. He just, just his grandfather. It's a great. Yeah, <laughs> which I think it's just part of, kind of throwing as many ideas as you can. In yeah, there. yeah, and yeah. We'll get to the, uh, the idea part at the end, which um, and it's nice, short, sweet, and it brings us to the final yeah. song. It's got some really good drumming in it too. Oh, dude, the whole record has some fantastic drumming. Shit, I couldn't, I couldn't. I was like, like, yeah, I can't believe he's doing this, but you know, it's a. We'll get to the, more of that later. And yeah. then, um, so we get the final song, Doctor. Um, yep. This this has a lot of ideas to, in it too. Uh, also, big stops, that sort of thing, um, and also grooving. It grooves with like like no other. I think in this whole record, the grooving is yeah. fucking incredible. But um, I will say, this song sounds like a Foles song. <laughs> oh yeah. It does. I'll, I'll have to send you the song at some point. I need to... I don't remember the name of it, but... <clears throat> yeah, there's a song off of uh, their first album that sounds like a like a cleaner version of this song. So you like Foles? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I like, I like their first album a lot. Okay, all right. All right. I don't really like much else after that, but mm-hmm. uh, their first album's a... A banger. A math rock classic. Okay, so the uh, well, it's a math rock, are you also a fan of animals as leaders, as leaders too? Uh, I keep meaning to check them out. Yeah, what is? The, I think the song's called "The French Open" okay. or "Olympic Airways." And so you think Doctor sounds like that? I'll send it to you at some point. Okay, but yeah, it does. Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I still really like this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it grooves. I think this one. Uh, might be kind of like the least noisy. Like if I was just like ease somebody into this album, I would maybe show them this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I made sure I found added. I mean, this is the the last song has a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of a of the Yoko scream. <laughs> but, oh um, yeah, on the uh, the he could not break yeah. me. No, so like, it's was... a little crazy. Gets a little weird, but that's why it's a um, an introduction. Yeah, that's a good way. Uh, you you show it to him. You show it to somebody, and then it's like, oh, that part was kind of weird. And it's like, well, why don't you listen to the rest of it? So there is a um, line here that I kind of laugh at every time I see it. It's like, I say, say, diagnose me if you wish, but please first take your hands off off your dick. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's just... Whatever that means. (laughs) It means something. And I'm sure if I were to look too deep into it, I could could, um, extract a meaning. But... This record's not about lyrics. This record's mm-hmm. all about music. All yeah. about 
And that I think it's all about how the way things sound. Mm-hmm. And that that's why we do record night. But um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the Doctor is great. It's a good song. I and it's a good way to end the record. Honestly, it's so on a whole. I think the only problem I have with this record is the is the um, amount of ideas they crammed in. Um, mm. Like I, Judy was t- saying, you know, I appreciate what they're doing, and I appreciate it more that I think than she did. But I, it's you know, it's their first record. You know, I'd like to see them right. coalesce as a band more, and I think they'd be able to probably refine their ideas a bit more to make a cleaner record. Not necessarily less chaotic and less less fucked up, just something that I think t- takes time when you're in a, a, a band, you know? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it It took me fucking, what's it been, two years to get this one? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's a really good kind of modern noise album. And I think as far as, like, ideas go, it's, it's like, it's an interesting listen because you kind of just, like, never quite know what to expect. There's never a moment... Mm-hmm. On this album where, like, I don't know, you pro- probably we have it because we've listened to a lot of music and people who listen to a lot of music, you can almost kind of, like, predict where a lot of songs are going to go. I didn't get that with this one at all. Honestly. You can't. Like, the, yeah. there's it's changing so much that it's like you listen to it and you're like, oh, oh I, well, I didn't expect that. And, and then I'm, I'm kind of, like, envious of it, too, like, uh, of how yeah. they were able to do that. Like, I'm like, I would never fucking think to go there, you know? And, and it's... It kind of begs for repeat listens, so oh, yeah. you can kind of get all of it. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I've listened to it so many times, probably probably four or five times in the past couple of days, right? Um, just preparing for this this podcast, and and the thing is, man, like like even after preparing for, it, there's things I missed that I, I still want to talk about, but I can't. Like I, I only keep so much in my notebook. By the way, I wanted, yeah, exactly. I wanted to show you my notebook really quick, just just right there. I love that notebook. Yeah. It's so cool. Guys, not knowing it's basically just it's basically just uh, the Baphomet with the third eye, or you know, <laughs> he's got like five eyes on there anyway. But may I post it? May I won't. Whatever. But um, yeah, this um, this record, uh, besides the fact that I think it's a little less refined than it could be, I actually really enjoyed it, and I understand why people were, you know, j- jizzing all all for it like when it first came <laughs> out. I was uh, I was pretty oblivious to it, and you know. I picked it up on a whim, and I'm glad I did. And, you know, the, this one didn't come to, to me right away. Also, when we picked the gun, I had to think about it quite a bit. Yeah, I, which I have a great segue to get on to mine. <laughs> yeah. um, mine had some ideas, um, but the this was in, like, the top five right off the bat. Oh, yeah? Because, I, I mean, I know the point is kind of like it's supposed to be a gauntlet it's supposed to be a challenge um so i was trying to figure out i guess how much i wanted to challenge you yeah because it's like i have some albums that are challenging but they're also two hours long (laughs) and it's like i have to remember like i need to listen to these two yeah (laughs) and i need to i need to make a sampler off of a two hour long like they might show up in the future for sure yeah um but it's I also wanted to pick something that's, I guess, immediately challenging. Yeah. Um, but also fun to talk about something that wouldn't really fit into other um, other uh, themes that we've written down. Because right. I don't, this one I picked, I don't know where this would fit in anything <laughs> else we've talked about beyond just like 
Listen to how fucked up. This is how weird this is. This is weird, right? So what did you pick? I went with, I know I'm not going to say it right, <laughs> Samborga I don't by think I'm going to get any of these fucking names of the songs right for this one. They say it in every song, so I know in how to pronounce way. most of them. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think with this one, it's important to preface this with kind of talking about the genre that they, that ruins exists in. Okay. The genre itself is called Zool. Z-E-U-H-L. And it's not spelled the same way that Zool from Ghostbusters is. It's not, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that, the, the genre term was, and the genre, I guess, was made up by the French band Magma. Mm Mm-hmm who I love, they're a French progressive rock band, but they sing everything in a made-up language called Kobayan. Okay, and so they follow which, that same sort of path, right? Yeah, Ruins Ruins does the same thing. They're not singing in a real language. It's gibberish. Is it gibberish, or is it... Is it... No, there's there's structure to it. Kobayan means celestial Okay. in... No, Zul means celestial in Kobayan. Okay, wow. Um, which is, it's... Uh, Kobayan is a mix of languages, um, you know, a bunch of, like, European languages mushed together. Uh, but part of why he did that, and the guy who did it, it, Magma, is Christian Vander. And he he invented this thing because he didn't think that the available languages he knew were able to properly express the emotion that he wants to put through in his song. Okay. <laughs> also the singing style yeah so he's like okay well maybe this will sound goofy if it's sung in a language people know because a big part of zool music is scat yodeling okay and (laughs) just a lot of vocal changes and just really like singing in weird ways right um but magma does some really cool stuff they do like multi-album concept albums like coheed and cambria has nothing on what these guys have done (laughs) Um, but also the whole point of Zool music is that it's so, sorry, the, (laughs) the concept album is basically, or the, yeah, the concept of magma is earth is dying. A bunch of like intellectuals from earth decide to leave and they find a planet and form their own, basically like perfect society. Um, the music is supposed to sound like what their music would sound like. So okay. it's basically it's alien music. Okay. Um so that that's what it's supposed to sound like. So then you get Ruins, um, which is a Japanese band. Always it's only two dudes. It's always which only two dudes. my goddamn mind, by the way. It is a drummer, uh, who actually writes all the music mm-hmm. and then a bass player. <sighs> only a bass player. Every so everything on this is played live. On this specific one, he's using a bunch of... Have you seen them live? No, I wish. (laughs) So on this one, the bass player is using a lot of, uh, like, pedals and stuff. So a lot of the stuff on here is, like, there's no way that's a bass. You'll hear it later on. There's, like, a song that has, like, a funk guitar (laughs) line. And you're like, no, that's not a bass. And it's like, it's a bass. It's fucking crazy. Um, So throughout their history, they've had four different bass players. And kind of each... Uh, it, it's all this kind of music, but each bass player kind of brings something to it. So a lot of their early years were kind of like more punk and hardcore influenced. Okay. But it's still Zool music. Like these guys have 
stuck to it so hard. They don't, <laughs> I don't think they really have like a storyline running through it, but it's like every Ruins album kind of sounds like this. And every band that this drummer is a part of kind of sounds like this. <laughs> like he only knows how to make this kind of music. Um, but recently uh, the band, like the this bass player left. Right. I think he's back now, but he left... Uh, and he hired a sax player, so they did sax ruins, <laughs> oh my which God. was a lot of these songs with a saxophone player. God um, damn. And then he was having trouble, I guess, keeping people in the band, so he did Ruins Alone. But those are the name of the bands. It's Sax Ruins and Ruins Alone, where he just programmed all these songs in like a MIDI thing and then played along with it. Oh, my God. Uh, then... But yeah, it's not Kobayan. It's his own made-up language. Okay. Uh, do you do you want to try pronouncing the name of this record? Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Somborga. Okay, Somborga. Uh, T Z O M B O R G H A. Yep. But this was released in 2002 on Ipecac, Mike yeah. Patton's record label. Yeah. Uh, 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 it was the first one of theirs I've heard. I I think it's their best. Okay. Um. A lot of people would say some of their earlier harder to find stuff is better because I think they like the the punk aspect to it. But I think this one is just so wholly unique and weird and just it's an island in in music. Like nothing sounds like this, even though it belongs to a genre. It doesn't even sound like that genre. Um, God, there was a quote I read earlier that was like ruined at the same time. Um, Oh God, what was it? Ruins um, both epitomizes and ruins the the label of Zool or like the genre <laughs> as a whole because like they're so weird that like introducing someone to it would be like they would immediately be like, no, I hate this. But at the same time, they there's there's nothing like it. So it's like they exemplify all of the the parts of Zool that it's like you would, this would be something you would show somebody to be like, well, this is what this music is because like, yeah, <laughs> it, it does kind of sound like this. Like, I don't know. It's really, it's really weird. It's really cool. Um, but why don't we get into it? Why don't we listen to this little sampler we got and everyone can get at least get a little caught up on what they might be getting themselves into. Okay. You guys can find this on uh, Spotify. Uh, and there's like three different ruins on there, but this is, this is, you will find it. it will. This is the one that has the album Samborga on yeah, it. Yeah, Samborga. So here we go. Here we go.
So that was ruined some Borga. So if you guys haven't been turned off yet, keep on listening. We got a lot to say about this one. Which uh, that sampler, upon listening to it, just sounds like a normal ruin song with how often <laughs> it changes. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right after that, this has shit has virtuosic drums and bass guitar work. Like, oh yeah, um, it's just two dudes ripping. The thing is, is like I was so impressed by how, you know, how how the drums were able. I was like, they wrote this down. They knew what they were playing. Like they yeah. don't just improvise. I'm sure some of it was improvised, but they they knew what they were fucking doing. Um, their the first song, Comigris, right? This is pronounced. Yeah, which. I would say it it's an intro track. Mm-hmm. It like you don't I didn't notice it until I started listening to it again for this thing, but it has snippets of every of a bunch of other songs on the album. It has bits in it that are like rearranged, very like I don't know, classical music kind of thing to do. So the, only, the only thing I got on that one was mostly the uh, the medleys they did at the end, but um I, this is always interesting. But if you're looking for a record to nod your head to, this isn't it. It's in there. I picked up on some. Yes, yeah, some of it. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, I will say that, and this is, I tell me if I'm wrong. But I got a lot of Zappa influence from this. There might be. I mean, I know there's a lot of like jazz fusion influence. Mm-hmm. There's prog influence. There's stuff on there. Like, I mean, you get Mahavishnu Orchestra mm-hmm. medley at mm-hmm. the end of this thing. Yeah. Um, which is like they're a big uh, jazz fusion band. Do you like them? They're awesome. I love them. Oh yeah. Okay. I've I've one, the uh, first clip that you hear of theirs after the Black Sabbath yeah. part mm-hmm. um, is my favorite Mahavishnu Orchestra song. Okay. I I, I, I had no clue they were until uh, I googled them. <laughs> they're great, but yeah, um, but yeah, Comnigris is. It's instrumental. I'm pretty sure it's just supposed to be an intro track because it has bits of the album. But then the album really kicks off on Scandra Visa. Yeah. Which is uh, it starts out right away with the weird like, I guess with with vocals that you were like, okay. Oh like, like <laughs> So I yeah, I was listening to this and my wife came down from to get down for work. <laughs> And uh, she was like, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm like, this is what Ryan assigned me for. <laughs> Ryan, picked Ryan, Ryan picked it for a uh, record like this, this next episode. And um, I, I I could see the, what, what the little kind of face. And I, just, <laughs> I uh, went ahead and just switched until she uh, didn't have to listen to it. So um, so this is the song I show everybody um, to like show them this band. Because it starts <laughs> off right away. You kind of get the idea. The whole song is full of like mumbling and gurgling there's some falsetto there's some like bipping and booping like he's just using every weird vocal technique that you could possibly fit i liked it i really liked it um i i can't say that i'm gonna come back to this <laughs> oh you might you'll get you'll get that random itch to be like <laughs> so i mean at the end of first of comedy or start down weird and at the end uh-huh. of this one for his scanned revisa i wrote down weirder um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at parts it gets kind of jazzy. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like a really cool noisy bass solo over yeah. like looped chords. Again, like I'm thinking, I'm a, I can't believe it's just a bass. Like, like to me that that blows my goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, and this song is one of them that kind of exemplifies the like 
prog rock. It's very math rocky. That's how I originally got into them is people were like, oh, like this is one of the be- better math rock albums, um, which when you're looking for instrumental math rock, you're not going to find a lot of that here because right. I would say the big hurdle with this album, I mean, even if it was just bass and drums, it would kind of be challenging and weird Mm -hmm. but the singing i think is going to be a big Mm -hmm. hurdle for a lot of people and i think a lot of people think like hey this the singing no pun intended ruins (laughs) the music (laughs) and i i I would have to disagree i think it adds to it i completely yeah i I think i think it's it's part of the charm honestly Uh, yeah it's it's something that's so unique and so singular that like if you want somebody who's ripping on bass and ripping on drums, go listen to somebody who's ripping on bass, ripping on drums. Like this yeah. is something different. It's part of it, but you need those. It, it's, it's, um, they really impressed me. Just, uh, the musicianship all the all together. Like, like I couldn't even begin to think to compose something like this. Oh God, me neither. But the fact that they wrote that, that basically they recorded a record and, they knew what exactly what notes to play at what time. Like just thinking about it, just it's, it's, it's <laughs> and you know really. And this whole thing has really interesting time signatures, time signatures, all throughout the whole thing. Um, and there are a few parts where you can sort of nod your head, and there are parts that are getting kind of heavy, but um, mm-hmm. but they make sure to keep it interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which the song after that we've got uh, Mene Vogth. Uh, which has some like weird kind of almost like underwater singing yeah. kind of thing. It's falsetto, but like almost kind of like muffled and bubbly. And then there's like a, there's a part in here that uh, resembles normal music, <laughs> where you can actually know it nod your head for a little bit, like for a good thirty seconds, you know. Yeah, there's some jamming in this one. And then and then, then this is the first song also when you hear a, um, him actually do some singing as opposed to like. The weird buzzing he was doing over here. Yeah. Um, uh, but not that, that that I have an issue with the um, with the with the buzz singing, but this song, um, it, it it fucking rocks. It's um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a banger. It's fucking wild. It has it has this really weird part of like distorted vocals, but they're also panning back and forth really fast mm-hmm. in the headphones. Yeah, and it I don't know. It like almost makes you dizzy. It's really weird. <laughs> But I don't know. I love this song. Um, um, and then the next song is actually not a fake word. It's a person's last name. It's a Messian, um, which I believe is supposed to be a tribute to the composer. Um, it, like, I think it's supposed to be one of his songs. Like, it might be a cover or something that sounds like something he would have composed. Uh, but I believe he's the guy who... He didn't write the Futurama theme, but he inspired the Futurama theme. Okay. He wrote an opera called the Taronga Lila Opera. You know, like yeah. Taronga Lila, the character in Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not huge on this song. Uh, there's two songs on here I'm not huge on. This is one of them. Uh, it's got, like, really fast singing that matches the bass exactly. For the whole song, I said chanting too. It had like a chanting, but this uh-huh. is before I knew this was made up language. I was like, um, I was like, maniac saying shit in Japanese. Like, like I, I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, it's not Japanese. I know I, I can't differentiate with the, with the languages. And 
all I knew about them is they were Japanese. That's all I knew because I mentioned a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned to a friend actually who said I was listening to Ruins and he's like, he was like, which record? And then this one he's like, oh man, I remember hearing that back in 2003. And I was like, okay, well, I've never heard it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that'll bring us up back into the fake language for uh, Wanzenberg. <laughs> Which has that one has some chanty saying that Watsonberg, Watsonberg, Watsonberg. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. I was thinking that this is the first time I was able to be like, oh, yeah, I know this. Like, like I can make out the the what they're actually saying it. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, I like the um, I do like the uh, this is I wrote down silly, playful, holy fuck that bass. That's what I wrote down because at this time I didn't know it was just the bass and guitar, you know, the oh, yeah. bass and drums. Um, about a minute, 35 in, you get this nice little synth fill, like, which you don't really hear in the rest of the record. Yeah, it's kind of this, like, looping uh, bass harmonic thing that's really cool. It gets kind of jazzy and laid back. Yeah, I put a nice little harmonic drum synth fill, very pleasant and calming. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really kind of gets into a groove, and I think it's the longest the album goes at certain points without changing too much like they get into a groove and they stick with it for a lot of the songs um i don't know what i was singing but when i when i when I, that's what i wrote down i guess that's why i got from some of the lyrics in here <laughs> what does it mean yeah what does it mean? <laughs> ryan will tell me he's got the yeah. key um because like you said i, I uh, told me not to look up uh anything about it so i i did my best um, yeah well it's like you can't even they, nobody's posted lyrics on this either why would like, you no try <laughs> i love oh my it uh if you ever <laughs> look up magma lyrics they post the stuff in kobayan and it's like if you don't read it you don't like if you don't know what it means you don't know so it's just a lot of like nonsense mushed together oh, of like i think this is what it sounds like oh yeah um do you like this much more, more than magma stuff uh no okay. um this is, I mean, this is the gauntlet. It's supposed to be challenging stuff, and Ruins is kind of challenging all the time. Okay. Um, where I feel like Magma, they're still pretty challenging, but they're they're a little bit more repetitive, and they do a lot more, like, groove stuff. Okay. So you get, you have something to kind of grasp onto. Yeah. I'll bring a Mag, I'll bring a Mag album at some point. Ruins are, like, trying to climb a rock wall without any stones to grab onto at some points. Yeah, <laughs> um, because you know, like I said, not a whole lot of head nodding. There is some, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not listening to. Uh, I'm not listening to to nod my head. I'm listening to to be challenged, and there's a lot of challenge to be found in this record. Um, it, yeah, there's nothing really, I guess, to like grasp onto. Like you don't understand the language. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're hearing music that just sounds completely alien and weird yeah, like and it's not, it doesn't it's not, sound like anything you've heard before it, so you can't be like oh this is a good blank album it's not random either people are saying it like you know a lot of people say random but this is this all makes sense in the way this album goes it's like yeah you know it's like um it and i was able like uh, the last couple songs i was able to sort of understand like their their way of doing things so i was able to sort of predict kind of where it go next yeah um but Again, it was, it was, it was like living in France for two years and finally be able to speak French. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. like that. You sort of, they have such a certain way of doing things that it was fun to sort of figure it out. You know, like um, 
It, it, but again, they kept it full of surprises. This never gets boring. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Uh, who you're going to cut me some slack on this one. <laughs> uh, Jubat's Grom. This is one that I was like, oh, it goes back to Ruins being weird again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wrote back to chaos because you get that little repu- little reprieve of like this laid back kind of jammy bit. Yeah, and so, uh, but yeah, you get this heavily distorted bass. You get some really cool solos. I said, I said, uh, back to ruins are weird now. <laughs> uh, getting faster, um, slow drum beat, and then I think I put yelling, more yelling. Um, yeah, wild clean guitar. Like that's one of the things I noticed about this is that uh, there was a lot of still a lot of Distorted and then back in clean guitar or clean, I guess, bass guitar. Um, it's but it, this one has a lot of starts and stops. That's what I got a lot with the ruins. It's like, it's like you know they'll hit it, the drums like with every sort of different note. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing I really appreciate about the song was the ending of it. Not not because it ended, because but the ending part of it was like <laughs> yeah, it was was really cool. I I I, uh, I really enjoyed that part of. Um, did you baptism grum? Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then we get to the second song on this album I don't really like too much. Probably the most gauntlety song, the Zazu. 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 Um, which it starts off with kind of like this low bass rumble, and then it it's kind of repetitive. I oh, mean, yeah. there's no real groove. It all sounds mostly improvised. Um, I, I wrote down just trying shit. <laughs> and that's, yeah. what it, that's what it sounds like because it, it's just kind of this weird awkward bait chords like <laughs> and then that's the whole song yeah and i mean i i, I did the, out of all the songs besides one this is the only one i wrote the least amount about um the drums are wild for sure but mm-hmm. but it, you remember moonchild mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as bad as moonchild at the end but it does it does sort of fall off like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really go anywhere. The whole thing kind of sounds improvised. Like they're kind of doing the same thing, but like you can do cool stuff while it's improvised, but the second it starts to sound improvised is when stuff sounds bad and this is kind of like that. Right. Which cause But this... then you get into Isigirado. I want to say about this one, Isigirado. Um Big Alphabet Soup musically. Like, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's really true for the whole record for this song, especially. Um, I really did the quieter parts of this one. There, there's a guitar freak out or whatever. Um, and I wrote down the song end, but it was just a stop. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, the, the quieter parts in this one, the ones I really appreciate about this one, is probably my second favorite on the record. I think this one might be my favorite. This one really okay. grew on me. Um, it's kind of a metal song. The the vocals at one point have almost like a Sabbath flavor to it. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, but yeah, it does. It slows down to this little like four bass or this four note bass line. Do do go do be do. I I think that's really cool. Um, and near the end, uh, it has parts that kind of sound like multiple basses playing at once. Like I think he's like you know he's doing looping and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But it, it just sounds really cool. Um, then we get into uh, can, you, can you pronounce that next one? Uh, Maljimbog. I'll let you just do do them all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this to me sounds like an alien hoedown. Yeah. So uh, the song also <laughs> rocks hard. It points in this one. This is a rocking song. 
Uh, I like the bass run midway through the song. It's sort of, but um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is the first time I was able to figure out where they're going to go next. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but again, like I said, there's no, this album's full of surprises, and this song had a few. But I was like, okay, I see where they're going with this one. Like, yep, gonna go back to the hoedown. Like yeah. they have this like. I don't know, kind of like slower, kind of like boom, 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 like oompa loompa almost sounding song, <laughs> and then it's like really quick bursts of like I don't know, punk scatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cool uh, song. It's an- and then at one point, kind of has like I don't know, almost like tribal sounding grunts. Like the, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, I mean, I I did smile a lot because like again, I've never heard anything like this. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's just kind of goofy, yeah. like. It's fun to listen to. Like, they're serious musicians just kind of making fun music. Yeah, and it, yeah, I don't think they took themselves too seriously. I think they had a lot of ideas, and they were saying, oh, let's see what sticks, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and then now we get to the one that has that funk guitar opening that's played yeah. on bass. Somehow, it sounds exactly like a guitar, um, but it's uh, Gerthimval. Yeah. Uh, I All put- of these kind of sound, they sound kind of like fake German words. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to say that this song has mm, lots of booty. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, 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 like. There's lots of ideas, funky parts. There are lots of booty, but like, you know, like. There's... I was saying, yeah, this one was weird because it it sounded to me like if you mushed Primus and Jackson Five together. Interesting. I, I want to mention something really quick. I uh, showed uh, a buddy of mine this yesterday. I uh, showed him uh-huh. the first track. He says it sounds like Primus. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I understand why you said that. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, the you know, Ryan loves Primus. That's his favorite band. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the reason you probably really dug this one. Um, Maybe, yeah, but beyond I mean, just like the crazy weirdness. But <laughs> I mean, for a second here, the music does sound a little like kind of almost recognizable. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. oh, they're yeah, playing but- funk music. That's cool. And then it, you know. Gets crazy again. You got some like slap bass and stuff on this song. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like yeah, I like this one. So what's next the next? Song? Yeah, what's the next song called? It patched seals. Patched seals. Which this so is this is my this favorite is a song heavy one. This is my favorite song on the record. One hundred percent. I could see that. Yeah. This I think is probably one of the like, uh, the the bass and drums are just so like locked together and like in sync. They sound mm-hmm. great. Um, it's uh, it starts out it starts out legit heavy and and they start the tip of weirdness about I don't know fifteen seconds in um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah like it starts out heavy as fuck and I, I was in so like it, this one has a lot of has a lot of uh, weirdness I mean, it's hard to say because it's so alien still but um, yeah there there's uh, some cool strumming parts near the midway with the drum fill and um. And I put I put oh shit chords because um yeah. <laughs> because like I without knowing that it was just a bass guitar, um I thought the I thought the guy was just noodling on a regular six string, but mm-hmm. um, but uh yeah these that understand why there weren't a whole lot of chords not that it bothered me anyway but this got the ending of this got super weird too like yeah because it's like two parts playing at once that don't but also do kind of match up. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. Um, 
But, but yeah, and the singing on this one is like really operatic with like a lot of vibrato. Yeah, yeah. Guess, I, like if Jello Biafra yeah, I got sang Jell- an opera yeah, that's song. A, that, I would, uh, that I was trying to pinpoint it and you said it fucking 100%. <laughs> yeah, I got some Jello on this one too. It's my favorite song on the record and uh, it's the one I think I listened to and I went back and listened to it again as soon as it was over. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised it's not the next song. Uh, okay, so the next one. Chitam Irangayu. So... I thought it's the, so catchy. I wrote, I wrote down a very world music uh, like influenced melody. Like I got like a a very uh, very. The, the, it's a f- one song that has melody that's repeated throughout. You know, like uh-huh. um, it she goes back to yeah. I guess the closest thing this that had to a chorus. <laughs> yeah. Um, very. It sounds kind of happy too. Very happy and uh, and uh, the. I, I do like the, the, the there's a mid part that's just sort of sparse with drum and the bass are just sticking around. Um, yeah, the, it's very jazz fusiony. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this song sounds a lot like early Magma. Uh, they started off their first two albums were a lot more jazz fusion, and then they became more like what Magma's known for now. Um, but I don't know. I love this song. This song got stuck hit, stuck in my head a lot. Like I've just been humming. Oh yeah, Chitonic I've got. I've definitely got. I've definitely got that melody caught in my head. I can't like a. I don't know some sort of like a African music vibe from that because it was. It's very very world music sounding. But I was like, this is. If there was a single, that would be it. And it would it would it would be. Such a red herring for the rest of the record, <laughs> you know. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. sneak that one in. Yeah, and then um, we get into the actual title track. Yeah, the titular track. Yeah, Zamborga. Yeah, fast paced. Uh, more. Con- I, yeah, and mo- actually more conventional rock singing in this too. I thought like, like, like it wasn't him buzzing; it was him actually singing. Um, uh huh. I love the part in this uh, where you get some kind of like. Weird kind of like bass noodling almost chords, and they're going like ah ah. ah so ah, whatever down ah, is uh, over it. It's um, so they're harmonizing at some point. The, the singers, the, the two dudes were, and so yeah. I wrote down. I wrote down some of my thoughts on the, what I thought the words were, and I go, "Is it like a Jonesy kind of gibberish writing? Like, gibberish, like like Jonesy being the singer of cigarettes." Oh yeah, he also does his own made-up language. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, is it kind of like that? You know, it's like, like because they, they wrote it down. There's no way that he's just scatting because they harmonized on that part. So that's yeah. when I sort of realized, okay, they're saying something. I just don't know what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the the break in this at two twenty. This sort of sort of really pleasant bass run they got going mm-hmm. on there. And then at 3:20 they go back to the weird angular melody on, the, on this one too, uh, and I and I, then right near the end of it, like how earlier where they had the two bass parts mash up, mm-hmm, yeah. I think this one they have like three or four all hitting at the same <laughs> time. And it's just like, damn guys. I actually wrote down what I thought the weirdest were about, and I put weirdest about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like that's all I could yeah, think of. Yeah. Like if I was thinking about like <laughs> if someone's writing in a made up language, but they're actually like thinking of lyrics. What are they writing about? So I just thought about Lord of the Rings because why the fuck not? You know? Yeah, exactly. I love the last 15 seconds of Zamorga. I, I was really, oh, yeah. I was too, totally into it. Um, <laughs> and, and it, yeah, so like, yeah, that was, um, that was crazy. And then it got even more weird. Um, yeah. So I would say this song is kind of like the last song of the album 
proper. Yeah. Um, they, they've kind of had a habit of doing these medleys at the end of, um, albums. Uh, and this one's no exception in the past. They did like a prog rock melody or medley. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's just like little snippets of songs. Yeah. The best one is this one. It's the black Sabbath medley reversible, which we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, but it's just clips of Sabbath songs, basically, that they, they've played. They've kind of added their own style, too. They're not singing it exactly. So here's what I said. This sounds like Black Sabbath, but I don't remember Cat Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, okay, so the important part of this uh-huh. is that it's called Black Sabbath Medley Reversible. Right. This song is a palindrome. Okay. Uh, if you listen to it backwards, it is... The exact same thing. God, that would fucking uh, make my head explode if I tried to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's helpful that the lyrics aren't really lyrics. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how did they figure out that Black Sabbath, some Black Sabbath songs are the same thing backwards? Because at no point, like at the halfway point, you're not like, oh, well, all these songs just sound off now. It's like, oh, no, this is still more Black Sabbath songs. <laughs> I put The I put, video doesn't exist anymore, but... There was a video online of that it would play the song forward and then it would play it backwards. God, I mean, I could probably figure that out using Audacity. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm you not. should do it. It's, okay, okay. Dude, it's crazy. It's so crazy. So it's um, it's still also very ruins. Like, like they have their own oh, flavor yeah. to it. They're not. They're not. A lot of people be like, uh, you know, there are a lot of bands out there that do the same song. I'm looking at you, three eleven. Um, like, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, they medley. Uh, I think it ruins that the inability to make not make something their own when they do it. Um, oh yeah. So, but I, I you know I recognize the side of the songs. Everyone's heard them if you're a fan of heavy music. You know. Yeah, and they they do they do a great ruins job of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. And then they finish off with the Mahabishnu Orchestra. And so these medley. are songs I was uh, not familiar with, but you were. Yeah, I love Mahabishnu okay. Orchestra. You'll you'll have to listen to, um, I think it's Birds of Fire is my favorite. Is that going to show up at some point on the show? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's, an, it's an old jazz fusion album. Okay. It sounds closer to like prog rock, but it's... Um, what if Miles Davis's backing band made a rock album? Okay. Would you would you say it was proto-prog? Would you say that? I think they're like... Oh, they're, pa- they're I, I think they're more jazz fusion. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but it also came out like while Prague existed. Yeah, like sure. it, was, it it didn't predate Prague at all, but so it, it fits in there. In your in your um, scheme, but of... this one is not reversible. Okay, Mahavishnu Orchestra is not medley is not reversible. So I got Zappo out through this thing. I I, st- I, I had a friend who his older brother really liked Frank Zappa, and so uh-huh. I got a lot of that in there, and just sort of the comedy of it, almost like. The, yeah. the way of singing, because Frank Zappa was that way. But I'm not a Zappa guy. Um, I'm not a, I, I'm not a Ruins guy. But I do see myself maybe going back and listening to the other stuff, so I can get an idea of what you're talking about. Um, Their stuff's kind of hard to find, unfortunately. Mm. Um, they they have a lot of uh, on Spotify. They have a bunch of like demos and early period stuff, and then they have the three albums that were made by the. Uh, the bassist on this album, but their middle period stuff is just like, uh, you can't find it. Do you have um, any of this stuff on vinyl? 
No. Yeah, it's bad. It's hard as fuck to find because this is. Yeah. I mean, like when we talk about obscure, this is fucking obscure shit. Um, I mean, this album was released on Ipecac, so it's a little bit more accessible to mm-hmm. find. So it's on Spotify stuff like that. How but, did you find um, out about Ruins? I think they showed up. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it's like how to get into or like recommended album yeah. like flow charts. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, the music showed Gino up project. On like, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Because Pandora, before Pandora was existed, they uh-huh. they had the Music Genome Project, so it was like a flowchart. So that's how they were able to pick stuff on based on your band or what you're listening to. That's how Pandora does it. They use that Music mm-hmm. Genome Project as the blueprint. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. No, this was... Um, it was like a music board I used to go to, and people would post, like, you know... Uh, the best math rock albums. There'd be like like the essential essential listening, and um, they showed up. I think on a math rock one, and they showed up on like a prog rock one when I was trying to get into those. Um, and so, yeah, so, so I checked um, them out. DallasHardcore.com was a it was a message board, right? It was mm-hmm. for a while for a long time. It was a message board in the um, early two thousands to mid two thousands. It was a site that I, I was part of because I was uh, somewhat involved in the hardcore scene in Dallas. And right. so... Uh, it's your hardcore. Yeah, well, hardcore. Um, but, um, <laughs> but you know, most since the, the indie music scene down there was so little, it was like, you know, there was like the secret handshake or... Um, or right. Uh, or, you know, just like indie indie stuff, like so hardcore was owned into that. Um and I, my buddy told me that he heard Ruins through Dallas Hardcore. And so hmm. uh, looking back on it, I'm starting to sort of remember it just now, honestly. But uh, I I knew I hadn't heard this before. Um, so, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> this is yeah. uh, this is really interesting stuff. And, uh, now you have some weird oddity to show off to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I showed it to my buddy yesterday, and my brother came down today while, while I was listening to it, and he's like, this, is, this, is this Ruins? And I was like, yeah, and to my wife, ru- ruins and <laughs> black mini are, are there's interchangeable because she didn't like either any of it. <laughs> but um... <laughs> I I showed my fiance like I think I got through like six seconds of um the the second track. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that? Scandravisa. <laughs> She got through one wind and whirr and was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Nope, that's enough. Yeah, it's... And it's I like, we hasn't started bipping and booping yet. This is me, and I don't, I don't know. It's, it sounds kind of weird. But I feel like these guys are not making music to get laid. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like they're not trying to get their dick sucked, which is the best way you should write music. It's just for you. But, like, like it's, <laughs> it's like I can't imagine me showing this to a girl to impress them. If I wrote this, <laughs> and then thinking that they, uh, uh, them even considering uh, coming to see me play like, play this live, uh, just oh, they wouldn't even see you again. They'd be yeah. like, oh, I gotta, I gotta yeah. go take a phone call, and uh, that's that's fine. I mean, whatever. It's just, <laughs> and I'm sure that uh, I don't want to say this. I'm sure there are plenty of women that listen to Ruins. Um, I just, I'd I'd like to see them live. If they came through. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got to be crazy. 
Yeah, but uh, oh, but you know what it's time for. It's time to build a new, get a new topic and a new theme. New theme. I got it ready for you, man. I put two new ones if in If you want to be part of our theme drawing process, mm-hmm. reach out to us on Instagram, on Facebook, <laughs> Gmail, um, and just tell us some weird a weird theme for us to yeah, choose from. I, I did a lot that. of these are kind of off the top of our head. We have a couple submissions already, but... yeah. Most of these are just crap we're thinking yeah, of. Um, I, I would, but I would, our brains are small we text, and limited. And... <laughs> we text each other and we go, wow, what do you think of this one? Like, it works or whatever. But so Yeah, it's a thing. So you ready? <laughs> you ready to pick one out? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, hold on. Okay, this one is live records. Oh, no. Oh, damn. I have one for you. And uh, I'm sorry right away. But um... Oh, damn it. <laughs> I've got, a, I mean, I've got a couple. Um... But we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Liker kind of a, at least for me, kind of a bigger blind spot. Cause I, I feel like a lot of them are just kind of like poorly recorded, bad versions of things. So the, the, the ones I have that I have in mind of a few, they're really well recorded. Good. Um, And uh, one of them is really fucking long, but I feel like you have to listen to it. Okay. Um, I don't think... I don't think mine are very long. I'll look into it. I know both of mine are on Spotify. Both of them are well recorded. Both mm-hmm. of them do interesting things. Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. But yeah, I, did you ever play Guitar Hero? Of course I played Guitar Hero. Okay. I think it was World Tour. They started adding in live songs, and there's the uh, live version of Cowboys from Hell where Phil Solo <laughs> is like out of breath on the stage. Here I come. Guns. <laughs> well, my face. In my cabal and it was just like this sounds awful. Why did you pick this one? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, man, like the one, I'm, like the one I want to give you is, it's the first half's not remarkable, but the second half is. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it more. Uh, a long time ago. I used to have a Emerson Lake and Palmer live album that had <laughs> really cool songs on it, but it sounded like they recorded it by setting up a single microphone at the yeah. top of a of the roof of a stadium. Okay, like it sounds like you're listening to it from the next town over. Okay, like it sounds awful. So when we uh, we'll talk about it um, before we um, before I wouldn't take you the record. I need to give you a little backstory on it before I do, but uh, I'm I'm settled. I know I'm giving you. Oh, damn. You've been thinking about it. Oh yeah, when this came over oh, live records, I was thinking about live records. I'm like, and then one came to me, me good five minutes. After, like, fucking, why would I not pick that? But um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we have our next um, have our next theme. So I think it's sort of us versus our wind down. Did you think so? I think so. What's she got going on, pal? Um, well, I do the music for this podcast, mm-hmm. the opening and closing song in a duo band like Ruins, but we don't sound <laughs> like Ruins, um, called Smell. Yeah. Uh, we're on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, both of our albums are free to download, so feel free to check them out. Or if you want to throw a, you know, a dollar or two so Ryan Gale you know, some nacho fries down at Taco Bell, which they're back by the way. <laughs> the Ryan special yeah, yeah. is known amongst my friends. <laughs> um, I'm also doing a series of like round tables and podcast esque things on the YouTube channel. Cool bandana guys. Where we just talk about video games, games. Of the, we just recently did game of the decade. And you can do uh, it. You have more time to play now. Right? Like, cause you graduated. 
What's that? You have more time to play so you can talk about more. Yeah, I'm trying to squeeze in a bunch of games so I can actually have something to contribute to the Game of the Year podcast, but so far I've only played like three games. (laughs) Um, But what about yourself? What do you got going on? I do another podcast weekly called Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. We do two new movies a week. I'd say mostly new, but right now it's all new. Um, Right. I don't want to say what record episode we're on because I don't know who I'll put this out, but uh, we just recorded episode 150. So nice. Uh, yeah. We did over 100 movies this year, and by the time you see this, our episode about the top movies of 2020 are out. I've chosen where it was hard. They're locked in. They're locked in. So um, we, if you guys want to hear that, uh, head on down to anywhere you listen to podcasts, including where you hear this one, and you'll be able to find movies that don't suck and something to do. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. So that's, I think, but that's, yeah, once again, uh, reach out to us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Record Night Pod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Record Night, mm-hmm. and you, or you can just email us in the old way, uh, uh gmail.com. No, wait, <laughs> gmail.com slash no, it is Record Night Pod at gmail.com. And yeah, we'd love to love to hear from you, get yeah. your themes, feedback, or uh, if you want to be a featured artist on our show, send us a track. And we'll listen to it, talk about it, put it at the end of our episode so yeah. people can hear it. Um, yeah, if you get, yeah, we want all those things. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for what we should have chosen for this episode, also get back with us on that. But um, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And uh, that was Rick and I. Have a good night. We'll see you next time.